0: Welcome to the podcast, Tripping on Life. I'm your host, Visha, and this is going to be the first podcast episode um, that is actually going to stay on Spotify. I have started this podcast before and I had a two-month trial that I should have paid for, you know, afterwards when that expires I should have paid and I kind of forgot about it and then my episodes got deleted and this episode is going to be called accountability accountability and yeah just showing up for yourself and I think that is basically what accountability means is to to show up to show up and to keep yourself accountable for the things that you say you're gonna do and I think this is a very interesting topic and the reason why I decided to start the podcast again is because today I also started a 40-day 10-minute meditation challenge I am so bad with commitment. I'm so bad with following through with my goals. And I think that has caused me to lose trust in myself. Um, I was thinking about this topic because a friend of mine, his dad, um, the, you know, his mom and dad got divorced and he has lived with his mom for most of the time and his dad would sometimes promise him that he would come over and he would be like yeah i'll be there saturday and you know when it was saturday his dad didn't show up so what happened was is that this person lost trust he lost trust in the words of his dad because he wasn't following through he wasn't showing up for his son in the way that, you know, the son hoped. And and also just making appointments and not being there. It's such a shitty thing to do. And I think this metaphor is great because it kind of shows what we can do to ourselves. We can be... That person that is like, okay, I want to I wanna do this. It's like our inner child, our, our, the version of ourselves that is very connected, that has dreams and goals and beliefs, that stuff like that is actually possible. And then if you say that you're going to do something, but you're, the version of yourself that doesn't maybe 100% believe that you can do it, doesn't show up, it, it kind of it kind of creates this belief that we can't trust ourselves. We can't trust our words. We can't trust that we will show up for ourselves in the same way that this guy couldn't trust his dad to show up for him. And what happens is that you kind of lose expectations. And I know that in the spiritual community not having any expectations is you know is a big thing to not expect and to just be okay with whatever comes our way or kind of take away that suffering that can, that can exist because we expect things but i think i think sometimes it's it's good to expect something from ourselves it's good to expect that we can show up for ourselves and um my therapist that i have seen for um, about two years who i'm not i'm not in um how do you say that i'm not seeing her anymore (laughs) um she told me that when you get disappointed like when how does the the guy got disappointed that his dad didn't show up. Disappointment, she said, this woman shows us the things that are important for us. Disappointment is a very good and great emotion to experience because it shows you that you care and it shows you in the direction of something you care about. So not having any expectations to not be disappointed, it's... um, I think it can, if you, do, if you do this in, let's say, the wrong way, I think you can create sort of a numbness, just not expecting anything anymore and just kind of becoming a little bit dead inside, having been disappointed by the world so many times, people letting you down so many times, just kind of, yeah, not believing that your needs can be met so I think there's a fine line here between the, the very good teachings of not having expectations because it, you know, it creates a really beautiful open space for life to just exist as it is. Um, but in cases like this, I think expectations and disappointments is showing us something, showing us something very important. And if you have expectations and nothing changes, that that hurts. That hurts a lot. I think um, having really high expectations of yourself that hurts, and it can be very painful and create a lot of suffering. And um, especially if you if you don't show up, if you're you know that that guy that keeps hoping and having expectations that his his dad will show up anyway, and if the dad doesn't show up you know if if that keeps happening very painful very painful um to have both um luckily um we are the same person where this is not about you and your dad or or you know anything outside of yourself this is all within ourselves we are the version of ourselves that expects. We are the version of ourselves that lets us down. So I think that's a very powerful place to be in because that means that we can also decide to show up differently. And I realized when I was driving in my car, I was thinking about this, how important it is to acknowledge that we didn't show up for ourselves How important it is to see that we just didn't do that, no matter why we didn't show up. And this is also a very interesting metaphor when you take it back again to the dad and the son, because imagine the dad wants to make a change. He cannot just start to show up better. He cannot just be like, well, now here I am. Here I am, son, I will be here now, from now on, and the son will be like, the fuck? Like, you haven't been here for so long, you've always been flaky, and now you're just gonna show up? I think the very important step in between not showing up and showing up is acknowledging not having shown up for a long time. And I realized this when I was in my car, I was like, oh my gosh, how beautiful is it when, for example, in this metaphor, if the dad would be like, listen, son, I know that I have lied to you. I have let you down. I have been so flaky. I have disappointed you. I have been mean. I have been I have been not something that you deserve. You deserve better and I'm sorry that I have been so shitty in the last couple of months years. I'm sorry that every time we made an appointment I didn't show up. I wasn't there. I wasn't there when he said I would. I wasn't listening. I, I didn't care enough, I etc., etc. And actually taking not only accountability for his behavior, but also for the son to be able to hear that the dad actually understands and... And realizes what has happened over the years. And I think this really applies for ourselves too. Is that we can we can say all those things to ourselves and just realize how we might have abandoned ourselves for whatever reason. We might have abandoned ourselves, we might have not shown up. And and it's a very beautiful, like in between stage before big change. It's is acknowledging where we are, acknowledging what happened, acknowledging where we are. And, and, and then when we have accomplished and I mean, have realized where we are, we might be able to choose a new direction. Um, because if you don't know the path you're walking on, if you cannot acknowledge The path you're walking on like for example the dad and the son were walking on a dirt road if you don't acknowledge where you are i don't think you can know where you should be going because you don't know where you are and that's a little bit what i'm talking about with acknowledging what went wrong acknowledging the negative feelings that are there because if you don't acknowledge them it's like you're you don't really know the path and the it's like you're dismissing the path. It's like, and with dismissing, it means you're not really seeing the path you're on right now. You're standing on right now, and I think when you do say, "I I can see everything I've done," and and ask for forgiveness, the dad could be asking for forgiveness, and the son can have compassion for the dad that hasn't been able to show up, uh, or hasn't been able to show up, and, and the son can forgive. The dad can needs to try to forgive himself, and in this whole analogy of the son and the dad, this is all about acknowledging to ourselves that we have abandoned ourselves sometimes. And we're still learning, we're still learning how to, to meet our own needs, just as the dad is learning how to meet his son's need and how to be there for the son. It's like, how can we learn? And I think it's really important to realize, because I mean, we hurt ourselves, we hurt ourselves, we, every time you you make a promise to yourself and you don't do it, you you just, you're just showing yourself that you can't be trusted. And yeah, that's, that, that can be very painful. So asking ourselves for forgiveness. Um, I think that's very important before you make this change. It's like, I I realized that I haven't been as loving and as kind and as present with myself as I I could have been. And also the more present I am with myself, the more I understand and uh, feel where I want to go Instead of being in this, like, almost this, like, battle with myself of wanting one thing, but then not not doing it. It's such a, creates such a, it feels like it's creating a split. It's creating a, it's creating, it feels like it's, it's like ripping myself apart when I say I want to go right, but I go left. When they say I want to do that, but I don't do it, it's, it's, yeah. And of course, in all of this, (laughs) to not have incredible high expectations of ourselves is really important too. So that's what I did. I realized, I acknowledged where I am. I, I saw the path that I was walking. And I chose, because now I can see clearly, now I can see clearly where I am. And now I chose to take a different path. Maybe I'll, I I want to see what's what what the path on my right is going to, where you know I can see some flowers and I can see some some beautiful trees and and I can see the sunset in the direction of that path. What if I want to go there? I want to see what that's like. I mean, I've been. I've been walking on this dirt road for a real long time. There's no flowers next to me. It's just it feels not empowering. What if I want to walk the other path? What do I have to lose? So, I started the 40 days, oh, 10 minutes of meditation today. And I have meditated before. Um... But I haven't meditated consistently. I think the longest I've ever meditated was um, 10 days in a row, 10 hours a day. It was my introduction actually to meditation, was vipassana. Um, Because I, I, I felt, I knew that it's something that can help me connect to myself but just reading about it and knowing it and doing the 10-day vipassana course is not gonna it's not gonna create or how do you say it's not gonna open up things for me if i just you know (laughs) do it once and then just leave it to the side um i think a lot of People do this, you know. Just onto the next thing, onto the next thing, and just kind of feeling like, why am I not? What is this thing I'm chasing? What is this thing that I feel like I should be doing, but I'm not doing? Or am I there yet? <laughs> and uh, I think I realized that once you gather a lot of knowledge, it's really, really important to. Integrate the knowledge and also have a practice, have a daily practice. That because you know uh, what I think this was in my in in a book that I read, and I think it's a quote from I don't know who. An ounce of practice is worth a ton of reading and this is such an important, it's like the quote is so true and so important because sometimes we just, we just keep on reading. We just keep on reading, 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 reading. And I think there's a place and time for that and it's great to gain knowledge. I think it's also very important to feel the truth of what we read, you know, like and use it in our daily lives. So that's what I'm going to try to do to be more instead of, yeah, just gaining all this knowledge. I think for a long time. I was gaining a a lot of knowledge just so I could understand myself better. And I think at some point it became a coping mechanism, a coping strategy. I remember someone saying that to me, like, oh, you're using knowledge as a coping strategy. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, I I hadn't even heard of it yet. Um, I didn't understand how knowledge and understanding could be a coping strategy. But it kind of... Creates a wall between feeling and um, knowing if that makes sense, like you can know a lot, but if you don't feel if if you're just distracting yourself to know a lot <laughs> you you're kinda missing out on feeling and feeling is. Really, really important. I don't remember how she said it, Um, Abraham Hicks. She said, we are feeling beings first and we are thought beings second. I'm butchering the way she said it, but it comes down to the same thing. We are feeling beings first. and um over the over the past couple of years, I think that is a really really important message that i that I got is that feeling is incredibly important, and I think with this meditation practice, um, I can tell that when I sit down, I can become quite restless, I can feel very restless in my body I think because I'm trying not to feel, and this can be a very subconscious thing um, to, to try not to feel anything. So that's why it's really beautiful to take some time out of your day to be with yourself. And um, to just be present with yourself, I think it's a very it's a very loving thing to do, actually, instead of distracting, distracting. Um, so I'm very curious to see what happens. And like I said, I have been incredibly bad with commitment in the past. And if 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 I want to speak in a in a manifesting way, I would like to say that every day I'm getting better and better at commitment and accountability towards myself. And yeah, this was the end of the first podcast of um, tripping on life. Uh, and, uh, yeah, maybe you'll hear me next time.